you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Head over to the brand new friendoshop.com and get your latest Friendo merchandise. While you're there, use code Friendo Friday to get 20% off. And don't forget to pick up don't interrupt the game t-shirt right now friendoshop.com hey friendo steve here and lars and welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash steven larson available wherever podcasts can be found of course we tape the show live monday tuesday wednesday fridays on the YouTube and on the Twitch. And we got all sorts of watch along stuff going on, on the Twitch too. So be sure to follow us over at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. Be sure if you're watching us on the YouTube, what's up YouTube chat? Hi. Uh, or if, if you're watching this on demand, be sure to hit that Hi. like button, hit that subscribe button goes a long way towards helping going in raw, get noticed by the uh, all knowing, all seeing algorithm. Larson. Yes. Get the show in front of new eyeballs. Ooh. So apologies today. A little bit late. Had some stuff I had to deal with and take care of. Uh, if you're watching this on demand, you probably don't even notice. But if you're watching live, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate yes. it. On today's episode of Going In Raw, we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling and NXT and the shocking title change that we've been talking about for two days now uh, because WWE uh, released they fired Mandy Rose. We're also going to talk about more backstage details about Mandy Rose's release. From the WWE, Triple H is going to call in at the end of the show 
to oh, preview right. tonight's SmackDown. Big SmackDown tonight, Larson. I know. Well, by the time we're we get to his call, it's going to be pretty close to. I mean, they got a. He's got a lot of work to do getting SmackDown ready. You sure he's going to be able to step away for a few minutes to talk to this guy? If the game says it's time to play, then uh, I guess you know who am I? Who am I who to am forfeit I? then? Huh? You know, yeah. And I know to look. I know today was supposed to be the big day that you know we zoomed him in along with me mm-hmm. to prove for whatever reason i don't know even who we're proving this to well there's uh, people in the community that 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 were doubting the the veracity that uh triple h was actually calling in that it wasn't just you behind the voice i don't even know what veracity means so that's kind of crazy talk to me anyways also on this episode of going in raw we're going to talk about this kind of exciting if you're a person like me and like neat looking stuff AEW. Might be getting a new look mm. to their core programming. Uh, we also have more details on Sasha Banks's WWE departure. Uh, but first, the world uh, was uh, the wrestling world, anyways, was all a buzz about the potential of Vince McMahon coming in and ruining the WWE. And it certainly seems like uh, uh, some allies of his believe that would be the case if he did. So, following a report earlier this week from the Wall Street Journal. Now, Vince McMahon could be plotting his return to WWE. Dave Meltzer reached out to an ally of Vince McMahon who painted against probably not Bruce Pritchard, by the way, because Bruce Pritchard famously hates Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> in my mind, it would be funny if it was Bruce Pritchard. I know. In my mind, I was reading this. So I was like, does this sound like Bruce Pritchard? <laughs> we'll read it in his voice and we'll find out. <laughs> All right. So anyways, uh, he reached out to Bruce Pritchard, uh, who painted a grim picture of what could happen to the company. What about Johnny Ace? If McMahon tried to pry control the company back into his hands, I don't think for a second this would be Johnny Ace. No. I don't think Johnny Ace, I think that he knows that he'd ride that wave back into office. <laughs> but Bruce, I think, is still there. Yeah, Bruce is uh, still there. Anyways, Bruce said this. He did. It's not Bruce Pritchard. It's not, it's not Bruce, Bruce Pritchard. Pritchard. It's not Bruce Pritchard. So, anyways, uh, this person said, Man, what if you decided to upend the entire board? That's that's, that's JR. That's right JR. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it wasn't JR, though. It was this, though. What if he decided to upend the. <laughs> no. I'll stop. This is what the ally said, according to Meltzer. What if Vince decided to upend the entire board? He's got 80% voting stock and is still the largest owner of common stock. The class action shareholder lawsuits would ruin the entire company. The networks would balk. Balk. Balk? Do you pronounce the L or not? That balk. It's like walk. Yeah, balk. Fox Fox had to get rid of Roger Ailes. I don't think they'll be favorable to Vince's return. NBC Universal is a prisoner of the deal, and even they spoke up about his TV appearances when he was in the headlines and still appearing on TV. The shareholder revolt would endanger the entire organization. This was a terrible shot today to the quote-unquote moving forward business's usual claim that was implemented by Stephanie Triple H and Nick Khan. Now the conspiracy theories will be all about Vince coming back. If he comes back, it's a scorched earth scenario. Unless he figures a lesser role, and how can he of all people take a lesser role? But the leak from his side is that he was given bad advice, so now he's blaming people. He stands to make so much money in a stock sale if he lets these TV negotiations go smoothly, but now the networks have to ask, what's going on with Vince McMahon? I mean, it... It's entirely conceivable that Vince would be so blinded by his own ego that he'd risk destroying the company uh, uh, that he's trying to uh, retake control of in an effort to retake control of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is this is kind of what we had speculated. Look, we're not 
we're not, you know, MPYP people in terms of knowing technical stuff about no, we, shareholder we're, takeovers. We're not, we're not that well-versed in industry jargon, no. We, we've watched our fair share of succession, but even that <laughs> we only know what goes a bear so hug far. <laughs> right. I know what Born on the Floor is. Would he play that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's something that tells me that's, that's specific to the Roy family, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, so anyways... Uh, yeah, the, the bottom line is this, and it's funny because every once in a while we'll see people in our comments, you know, the, the uh, Monday morning quarterbacks of this situation saying things like, he still owns most of the company. Well, yeah, but it, he would have to fire the entire board of directors. He could actually do that. He could do what they're saying here because mm-hmm. he does own like 80% of the company. He could get rid of everybody, but... The, the value of the company is predicated on these deals that he has with uh, networks and advertisers yep. that would be none too happy. You're going to do that right before TV negotiations where NBC, Universal, and Fox would be like, I mean, good luck streaming on Freebie mm-hmm. or whatever to be, yep. you know, because we don't want any part of Vince McMahon anymore. It's it's toxic. Yep. So I I don't see it happening. Um, it would be absolutely nuts if it did, because he'd he'd be taking like his own family out of the equation, yeah. um, and and everybody there in the front it, office. It would it would it would entail him basically cleaning house. Yeah, totally. He would have to fire the entire board, which would include Nick Khan, Stephanie. I think Triple H has a board seat, maybe not. I don't, uh, uh, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, everybody on the board gone. So I, he deal, he doesn't own eighty percent of the company. I think he actually, in terms of actual stock, he owns, I think, less than half. Oh, but he does he? Controlling. Okay. He has, I think he has 80% of the voting sh- uh, voting stock. Who says the here. voting so, stock, yeah, so, you know, there's because there's certain of, stock. Of, 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 yeah, of shares, yeah. Yeah. There's what, Class yeah. A and Class B. and vote. Yeah, okay, so 80% voting stock. And it says here, still the largest owner of common stock. Yeah, yeah I think he is the largest single owner of, of common stock. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay, I got you. But I don't but think yeah, he no, owns the majority of common stock. I don't think. When, when you have that much voting power, you yes. can you can just, you know, say, I want those yeah. sons of bitches out of here. God damn it. Um, so he's got the, the bottom line is he's got a lot of power, but the problem is executing that power, uh, could completely tank, uh, the company. Mm-hmm. Who is this Bohemian Baron here in YouTube chat says he owns 34% of shares. Okay. Thank you. I was just about to look that up. So All right. Find out. Who uh, justifiable trees in here with the super chat says only Vince McMahon could see his ratings tank for like 10 years, have multiple sex scandals and think to himself, God damn it, pal. I need to come back. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, who knows if he's just floating this out there. I don't know if there's a coincidence with him, you know, uh, floating this out there. And then uh, and then all these, uh, you know, new allegations sort of surface in the press anyways. I don't know if one has anything to do with the other. I don't know. Well, there's that Vice documentary yeah. that aired the same day the story came out, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, who so, knows? I mean, that was just a bunch of cobble from what I understand. Yeah, I know. But I, I don't know. I mean, who knows if, if anybody in... you know, involved in any of this Wall Street Journal reporting investigation such knew that the nine lives of Vince McMahon was just rehashed uh, footage for the most part. Or they were like, they had like a contact advice, you know, they were like, hey, you guys should chop up all those dark sides, all the stuff about Vince McMahon and put him into one single documentary about to release a story. They're like, okay. And they got on their fucking iMovie. <laughs> using, their phone. Yeah, on their phone using their fingers to drag footage to the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Putting it all together in TikTok. There we go. Yeah. Um 
So yeah, I don't know. I you know what, man? So many so much crazy stuff has happened. If Vince would try this, it wouldn't shock me if there if there was some attempt, maybe. But I don't know. I kind of feel like any attempt would mean he'd have to burn it all down. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah, you can't go half-assed on this. You know what no, I mean? No, if, if, if it's going to happen, and I hope it doesn't, um, yeah, it seems like he's going to have to totally clean house and start over, and the damage that would cause to the company might very well be irreparable. Have him, you know, just give him a position designing merch. You know, he there could use some AI art um, with, like, you know, because I'm pretty sure that's what they did with the Trump NFTs. You know what they should do? Yeah. This is one thing I miss about WrestleMania to a degree. When you used to do the do the voiceover for the opening video packages for oh, WrestleMania. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he's all gravelly now. Though. I know. I know. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, they could do that. They should like position and be like you know top Make a Wish guy. <laughs> go, go to hospitals. How you doing, kid? That'd be horrible. Could you imagine that? That would be. That <laughs> would be poor kids. They'd be like, not you. Anyway, <laughs> not you. My goodness. Um, Anyways. So uh, let's. Uh, we have some more details on Mandy Rose's release. So we were pretty surprised by that news on Wednesday. Uh, and uh, I know Fightful Select had some uh, reporting about people within WB. Uh, oh, sorry. I got the Vince. Sorry. I'm still in the Vince story. My apologies. Um, uh, so Melser offered up some more details on her release. In a recent episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, that's what Dave had to say. All right, I got to focus on this story now. Quote. Sorry, Maggie. I got to get Maggie said, hey, Steve, he's in his late 70s. Do you think he chews like old people oh in the gosh. way that bothers you? Oh, man. Oh I would gosh. not want to go to dinner with him. Eating his steak wraps <laughs> dipped in ketchup. Oh, and it's just, it is just all over his mouth. Okay, let's move on. It's making gross noises. Um this is what Mel started to say about uh, Mandy Rose's release. Quote, what happened was, I guess there was a meeting and Matt Bloom brought to Shawn Michaels, told him what some of the stuff that she's been putting on her subscription service. She's not having OnlyFans. It is a subscription service. Bloom told Shawn what was there. And Shawn's immediate thing was, we have to get the title off her immediately. Switched around the whole show, got the title off her right after they got the title from her. Then they fired her. Wow. She's had the subscription service, and it got popular and lucrative. She went further and further, and the feeling was that she uh, way, way, way crossed the line. They believed that they had absolutely no choice but to get rid of her in that situation. Again, everybody's situation is different. They promised sponsors a cleaner product as far as who the people are. Yeah, yeah. Man, Matt Bloom, what a snitch. <laughs> Oh man, kind of interesting to see if this account is true that this sort of how it how it went down. But it's yeah. sort of, I guess, you know, how you sort of expect it or suspect it would have gone down, something like that. Kind of interesting. Shawn Michaels always ready to pull the trigger on a Montreal screw job. <laughs> you know, let's get that title offer. Yeah, God I mean, I, I guess this account can because you know, uh, uh, Fightful Select had an account from WB sources, um, which you know, the, it made it seem like there was conversations. They talked to her about the content she was posting. She made it seem like that she was uh, not interested in discontinuing posting of said content. Um, and I guess based on this account and that account, they could both be true. Yeah. You know, it could be a situation where they said to her, hey, kind of feel like this might be too much. It might upset sponsors. Can you please stop? And she just kind of said, eh, I don't really want to. And then Matt Bloom. <laughs> Show, show Shawn Michaels what the stuff was and Shawn Michaels was like oh my gosh can't yeah. have this shocking and know. then took the title off her and then re they released her 
Um, I mean, I, I, I'll go back to what we said at the time, which is if there is a conversation about it and Mandy, uh, you know, decided in the end to go with what was making her more money, then that was, that was the decision. And, but if it's a situation where they fired her without any conversation happening, that's still pretty messed up. Let me ask you something. What? Well, I don't know if this is devil's advocate or I actually feel this way because I don't know. I, you know, I'm I'm in favor. I, I think yeah, a conversation would be great. Yeah. That being said, if somebody's doing something that's so obviously, like obviously, yeah, in violation of a contract, yeah. And if I don't know what part of this was true, but if the if the idea was she clearly knew, yeah, that doing this would get her in trouble. I mean, is is at that point is a conversation even like, like I, I I don't think that they're in the bad as much as people kind of have been saying they're in the bad on this one because if somebody has a contract and they're doing something that is so egregious, let I me mean, come on, man, we all know, we all know there are certain lines you don't cross, you know. I mean, I I understand twenty years ago, I get it. Twenty years ago, WWE used to encourage and arrange deals for Playboy for their women to, to appear in Playboy, and, and a bunch of them did. Mm-hmm. But clearly, it's like a different situation yeah, this is a different now. situation, yes, yes. And, and they've dialed back that stuff. Now, do they capitalize off of the sexuality of Mandy Rose? Was there the report that Johnny Ace was like, hey, you guys need to dress more yeah, like Mandy Peter Rose? Yeah, talked about that, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I kind of feel like there's a line between that and, you know, what she was, was doing. Um and I don't know, like, yeah, if they had given the ultimatum, hey, uh, you know, it's, you got to choose one or the other. Um, and she made the choice. Yeah, that probably would have been ideal. I just think that there are some things like, man, you're going you're, you're kind of going so overboard. You, you got to know that that's going to be the thing. Yeah, it's hard to tell without knowing the full story, I guess. Yeah. 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 Who yeah. Knows? I mean, this is all. You know, we say all the time that when, when, when sources leak information, a lot of times there's agendas behind the leaking of said information, you know? Yeah. Lou here in chat, she has a good point. She says, I've seen some lady wrestlers doing a lot worse on Google. <laughs> what are you Googling? Can I yeah. get that search yeah. term, please? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Lou, do we need to put the parental controls on your Google now? <laughs> I like that she says she's they're doing worse on Google. On so Google. She's a, you have to search stuff, you know, Lou. Yeah, you just can't <laughs> you put in to a, a wrestler's name. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I mean <laughs> it, it we I, we haven't really heard her point of view yet. Yeah, there's been like a little bit of like, hey, thanks everybody. My yeah. site's gonna remain up, you know. Yeah. Um so you know, it, it's you know, what do we say all the time? There's there's a uh, what two each Party has their own side, and the middle somewhere is the truth. So, <laughs> yeah, something like totally that. got that wrong. Yeah, um, <laughs> Lou has no regrets. Good, good, <laughs> glad never change. Oh man, but uh, but yeah, you know what? I mean, the, the thing is, like, I don't know. It's a bit different than somebody being fired completely without cause. And on top of that, like, I I assume that if this was such a lucrative thing, and looking at some of the prices on some of them. This is such a lucrative thing, and she's been doing it for a while. I didn't even know that she was doing this. Yeah. So the no fact idea. that it was this late, and now, are you kidding me? All the publicity this is mm-hmm. getting, mm-hmm. like, goddamn, she's probably making tenfold just in the last twenty-four hours yeah. alone. Yeah. And meanwhile, Tommy Dreamer's on uh, on the busted open show saying Impact will take her. 
Yeah. Give us a call. Yeah. So if she wants to maintain a platform in wrestling, um, seemingly, I mean, it's going to be at a discount rate. Although WWE wasn't last I checked and who knows if these numbers are correct, but last I checked, she was making 150,000 uh, a year in rest in WWE, in WrestleMania, in WWE. Now, I don't know if there are additions to that, you know, like, uh, being on, on the shows and stuff. I don't know, but that's still, I mean, compared to the, the money that WWE makes, I know we, it was, and we'll get to more about, uh, pay here in the next story, uh, talk about Sasha, but. We've heard in the past, and I don't know if the percentage is the same, that WB pays, I don't know, like 10% of their revenue or yeah, something like that. net revenue or something like that. I don't know what the exact n- n- uh, basis was to performers. And you compare that mm-hmm. to other professional sports where it's more or closer to a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and both UFC and WB, they get paid such a, a small percentage of the amount of the money this company is actually making. Um, And it, to see to hear that Mandy making 150. They're not. They they weren't willing to pay Sasha, Becky Lynch, or Charlotte Flair money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, crazy. I know. I know. I know. I agree. But um, no, I guarantee you, Mandy Rose is making far more than 150 thousand dollars a oh, year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, she should probably make that a month on on selling that stuff. It's entirely possible, um, given those prices. But uh, and now all that publicity, she'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on she, to this next she, she never really seemed she never really seemed to be too happy like being an NXT anyway. She did terrific work there, but yeah. every time she'd have an interview about it, she'd be like, Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of be I'd rather be on main roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think she ever said that outright, but there was always that underlying, you know. So who knows? I don't know. If yeah. look, if if she understood that this stuff would get her in trouble, then clearly she was okay. She probably felt that if the worst that could happen was me getting fired, I guess yeah. I'll take it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, it's a situation where she can make life. peace yeah. with the consequences and just, if they come, they come. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that. You know. I get that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Somebody here in chat. What is this? we got a couple of YouTube chat things going on here. I don't know. This would make sense. So Bohemian Baron says she upped the price to 30 as well. I thought it was 40 um, says she'll probably make around 300,000 a month now with 10,000 subs. If she has 10,000 subs, that's double her supposed mm-hmm. rumored yearly income in a mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. That's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. That's like, why would I, I could just lounge in my pool naked and take some pictures and, and clear twice what I'm making in mm-hmm. a month that I'm making in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yowzo. Yeah. That's a spicy meatball. Anyways, let's Anyways, talk about Sasha Banks. Let's man. talk let's about latest Sasha. on Sasha Banks. So uh, Melser has a pretty extensive write-up in the latest uh, newsletter uh, with some more details uh, about how Sasha uh, ended up departing WWE. That's what Dave had to say. Quote, the deal is with New Japan, but would include one date for stardom. That would be for a show that is expected in April, but the company had planned uh, for the biggest show in its history which will tentatively be announced on December 29th at Stardom Sumo Hall show. Their belief is that with 5.6 million Instagram followers and 2.4 million Twitter followers, far more than any of their talent, that she, Sasha, has gigantic mainstream appeal. Uh, Sasha and WWE reached an agreement in the summer regarding her leaving, and the agreement was they would release her to be a free agent rather than freeze her deal, but she couldn't do anything with wrestling until the start of 2023. In the fall, with the regime change, she was back in negotiations to return. It was considered that it was close to a done deal aside from the money figure, and the two sides ended up being far apart. She was said to be seeking a number along the levels of Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, and those internally have said she wasn't offered numbers close to that. They said said that she's not seen internally as somebody who would be on top for the next five years, but is seen as someone who could get a singles or tag team title run but has peaked as a star aside from the reality that was acknowledged that if she would return, there would be a honeymoon period where people would go nuts for her. That absolutely boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. Sasha has continually shown that she could be one of the top stars in the entire company. Mm-hmm. She was in a Star Wars show. Yeah, and was. they didn't promote it at all. No, they didn't. You want to help build her star up? You promote when she's in uh, endeavors outside of wrestling. And they didn't do that to say that she doesn't deserve to be paid the same as or in, in, in line with Becky and Charlotte is ridiculous. You know, here's absolutely ridiculous. Here's something nuts. Hmm. The same thing that I read about Mandy Rose's thing said that Sasha was making 250,000 a year. Becky was making Becky's making 3.1 million. Now I do now again. This is like internet. Who yeah. knows? You know if there's escalators, if there's you know bonuses, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I remember like that's one consistent thing that I've that I've read over the years is that the women are completely underpaid. Yes. And then there's a couple women like Rhonda, Charlotte and Becky mm-hmm. that have been able to break through and get those big money sort of Brock type Roman type Seth type contracts. Yeah. Um, and oddly, it seems like Sasha hasn't always hasn't lined up into get getting one of those. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, we all know she has star power. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, I guess I guess in WWE's 
line of thinking. They they don't see that she's worth the same amount as as a Becky Lynch. I don't know if there's you know focus group data or market data that that would prove that out. I don't know. I'm not there. But uh, it's disappointing as a fan of Sasha Banks. I think that WWE should pony up with all the billions they're making. I know. You know, I think more people should be making that Becky money, and Becky should be making even more. But yeah, you can make the point not, that even the highest paid wrestlers in WWE are underpaid based on the amount of yeah. money that company makes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but if Sasha was only making two fifty, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, she's making at least ten times more than that. Yeah, but then I don't know, like when she had signed the contract, it mm-hmm. was a long-term thing, and mm-hmm. she was stuck in it. I have no idea. But again, it's you know the kind of person who, you know, she she's probably recognized that with her immense social media reach, she could probably make a lot more on the outside of WWE clearly than what they think they should be paying her on the inside. But it is kind of nuts that you know for a company that wants to be the end-all, be-all that they wouldn't pony up more mm-hmm. and escalate everybody else's above her. Um, if that's an issue. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. That's, 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 that's crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. It's absolutely but crazy. You, you have somebody who's already penetrated the, the mainstream to a degree. And I think there's still a lot of room for, for more mainstream crossover and, uh, and they don't want to have her in house. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> you sound you sound like dude on uh, to tell the truth last night. Brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. No, I read the bit about about them not wanting to pay her in, uh, roughly the same as Becky and Charlotte, and I I was like this that's that's a ridiculous stance for that company to take. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about this. This is interesting. AEW might be getting a new look. Mm-hmm. So in this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter. David Meltzer reported that WWE, I'm sorry, former WWE Vice President of Global Television Production and new AEW Senior VP and co-executive producer Michael Mansuri will play a part in revamping the look of all elite wrestling, stating part of the deal is that Warner Brothers Discovery and Khan had decided to change the look of the show. The plan changes are to go in effect in January at some point. Now, we had sort of not reported on this hiring but everything that i've read about michael mansuri mm-hmm. is that this is a massive thing yeah. yeah this is a big big deal and he apparently he was supposed to be like next in line to kevin dunn yep and then kevin dunn decided to just not go anywhere and they didn't do anything about him so yeah. he's still there yeah then and, he went uh, to uh he was working for pat mcafee's show for a while okay yeah and then he was working for oh, was mma some other uh uh uh, uh uh, combat sport type thing, I think, okay. for a while. And now working with AEW. Yeah, apparently, uh, I know, I think Renee Paquette tweeted excitedly about this hire. It's a big, big deal, yeah. Um, I, I think in the newsletter, Melser was saying basically, basically, it wasn't quite unanimous, but basically everybody speaks very highly of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if this is a hire that's going to lead to a revamp look for AEW, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you think, well, the show's only been on three years. Does it really need to... Uh, a fresh coat of paint. Mm-hmm. Well, evidently somebody thinks it does. Um, I guess in what respect are they going to change the presentation is kind of up in the air because it's not as if it looks cheap. I think it looks great. I've heard yeah. that criticized. I've heard that criticism before, though. I've heard people be like, it kind of looks like an indie promotion with a lot of money. I'm like, well, I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your definition of independent. Yeah. But, uh, 
But yeah, I don't know. I, I think it looks fine. I think there's probably some, you know, they need to learn the language a little bit more of like, you yeah. know, te- wrestling on television. But that's like a, such a stupid small quibble. Like you get, you know, well, you turn on the TV, get some wrestling. Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I think I think you know we we've we've had the criticism of AEW that there's been story beats and matches that they've kind of missed. You yeah, know, sure. If we have an yeah. ex- someone who's an experienced, uh, you know, producer of wrestling television, that's kind of like uh, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's actually be like directing the show or not. Yeah, camera six, camera A, yeah, exactly. camera C, knows, camera D. Because, but at least someone that can relate. Hey, capture this moment this way. Do this this way. I'll be honest, man. You know, I love uh, WWE is obviously a world-class production. They've got all those fancy ARG graphics. I kind of like that AEW scaled down comparatively speaking to that. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of cool with that. Unless they're going to do something like, I mean, you know, you got the good guy tunnel. You got the bad guy tunnel. You used to have the Cody Vader. Um, I don't know. I don't You know, what else can you really do? Maybe they're going to make it much fancier. I don't know. Like, is there a big difference between the old uh, SmackDown Raw gate and like the good guy tunnel and the bad guys? It's not that big of a difference. No, it's not the huge difference. Is it all going to be like razzle dazzle stuff? Here's something that crossed my mind. Do you think maybe they're, they're going to, they're going to gussy up the presentation a bit in advance of contract talks? Maybe. Hey, this is what you can have. Yeah. Lay it out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, we're the highest fancy. We're shooting the show in the highest possible fidelity. Super fancy stuff. We not we had two tunnels before. Now every everybody gets their own tunnel. Everybody gets their own tunnels. This tunnel is like forty tunnels all over. Yeah, the place. there's one. Their there. roster it's like fifty. Yeah. Oh, um, more than that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how about this? Each faction gets a tunnel. We'll do all right. That. Well, still, um, we're talking maybe a dozen tunnels. Yeah, I don't know. Are they gonna do like an LED apron? Like, who cares? You know? Yeah. But yeah. put a GoPro at the top of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look at that. It's a GoPro camera. They're like, we just paid two million a year for you, Michael. Yeah, it's you're great. You got a GoPro up there. <laughs> He's like, I didn't even I didn't even go up there and put it up myself. I had a PA do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. He fell. Um Yeah, I don't know. Like I like a lot, like even some of their backstage stuff, it's like, oh cool. You know, they shoot it with a nicer camera or a mm-hmm. twenty-four frame lens. Mm-hmm. Or a twenty-four frame with like a nice lens. Um so, you know, they mix it up a little bit. But I don't know, I'm do. curious to see what they do. Yeah. You know, like most whatever. of the video packages look really good. Yeah, sure. They, they know yeah, how to light do. stuff. They, yeah, they know how to light. It's not like Impact where you have like eight different shadows behind I'll say it. Impact's backstage. tightening that up at least, too. Oh, are they? You think so? I haven't really noticed it as much recently. Yeah, you're right, huh? It's been a lot softer. That's a bummer. There was a period of time when it was off the charts. Yeah, I know. I it know. It was crazy. There were some shots with more shadows on the wall than matches on the card. Well, when one of your matches takes an hour, then that's not really saying much. Uh, we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling here in a second. I want to get some of these super chats here on the YouTube. Tom Talks Rubbish is back. Says, back from an amazing holiday with my care, Rebecca. When she showed up, she was uh, full of cold that turned out to be a chest Ooh. infection, but still managed to give me an amazing oh. holiday. Well, I'm glad that, that, you know, the story, he took us on a journey there. Yeah. He was going in one direction, and then he went in a different direction. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Emerald City Pictures, who's now been a member here for three oh, thank months. Thank you so much. Says Rob Fee, mm-hmm. one of the creative dudes at WWE, and uh, an acquaintance of ours. We were on stage yeah. with him once. Yep. Uh, Rob Fee tweeted, "Big things going down on SmackDown. Do we think Sammy's getting kicked out, or is Uncle Howdy going to get there and run ropes? Oh, God, give me I Uncle Howdy hope. running the ropes, please. I hope. Also, man, meet Rana here with a ten dollars super thank chat. You so thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you, so much for that. Let's talk about NXT. Of course, the big deal." Roxanne Perez 
fed up with Mandy Rose having attacked her from behind, said, let me tell you something, brother. Tonight, I'm not waiting for New Year's Evil. I want you tonight. And then they did that. And then a, a, a pop rocks later, boom, new NXT champion. Somebody earlier in, where was this? Was this here in Twitch chat? I forget what it was. Hmm. Said, does this, does this uh, dampen Roxanne Perez's title win at all? My personal answer is no, because I think it was going to happen in New Year's Evil anyways. Yeah, it's going to happen regardless. And who cares about that? She's a terrific wrestler. It seemed obvious that this, she was going to be the person to mm -hmm. take it off Mandy mm -hmm. Rose, man. Yeah, totally. I mean, especially when you had those two Iron Survivor matches. Yes, you get the title of Iron Survivor. You also get the title of number one contender. Grayson Waller ain't beating, beating Braun Breaker, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make these Iron Survivor challenge matches seem prestigious. Mm -hmm. prestigious oh, yeah. Big deal. You could have one of the winners win a title afterwards. And Roxanne... Yeah. Taking the belt off Mandy made all the sense. They already had a feud before. Roxanne's gone through the story of I'm 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 more experienced now as a professional wrestler at NXT. I know what it takes now to win. After going through the Cora Jade feud, she's had the story. She's had the character development. It was time for her to come back around to win that title. Yeah, absolutely. And just because they did Mandy. it like I don't know three weeks earlier, I don't think it takes anything yeah. away from it. No. Did we put her, man? We didn't put her on our best wrestler. Uh, wrestlers had the best 2022 list, didn't we? Mm -mm. We didn't. She started out as Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She mm -hmm. ended as NXT Women's Champion. That's mm -hmm. a pretty cool, a good year. year for her. I said yeah. there's a lot of people that, that could have easily made it on that list. Yeah, no, that was that was a long that was a long list we had. Uh, otherwise, let's talk about. I have never in my 44 years of existence, in my 20 whatever years, 25 years of watching wrestling seen an entrance with the production value, the oh, dr gosh. the dramatic intrigue, the level of neck of like 4D chess creativity of Valkyria. Valkyria. Lyra Valkyria. Valkyria. Ly Lyra Valkyria. You know, I was I was singing NXT's praises after deadline because it was, it was a really good show. Sure. And I was hopeful that that could be a situation where, all right, this is our mission statement. This is what we want NXT to be. Right. From this point on. And then we got some absolutely abysmal and completely unnecessary CG clouds and rainfall during her entrance. This was absolutely hilarious. Um, I remember back during the black and gold days when they were at full sale, there were rumors that some of the students would sometimes be tasked with yeah. Yeah. production aspects. Yeah. You know, hey, do, do, do this graphic, do that graphic, edit this. Do this video package, make this, this person strong. Yeah. Looks like, so like to set the scene, her debut, she comes out and they, they pump all the fog in there and the, you know, the actual LED graphics are really cool and everything. Yeah. But then they put, like this horrible, like uh, uh, alpha channel overlay on the top, like fifth of the screen. Yeah, of like dark clouds. Yeah, and it look it 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 looked like an SNL skit, mm -hmm. like a because you know they would intentionally do bad production value on some of their skits. Yes, yes. and like the the most the worst like rain effects on the screen. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I kind of want to just for, for effect, do I have, let me see if I can get like a black cloud PNG. I could put it over Larson. Yeah. 
I can show and show you what this looks like. I'm I mean, sure you can go takes. on. You can go on internet and find probably that exact template they used. It probably would not take much time mm -hmm. at all. Let's see here. Show and folder. Yes. Let me see this thing. Here we go. For some people watching YouTube and Twitch, you get a. Here we go. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, is it raining on me? Or is it a cloud? This is a dark cloud over you, Larson. Look at that. This is basically what it looked like. Yeah. This is not far off. It was animated. There's and it looked falling. like this. And there was like a very light drizzle. Yeah. Animated drizzle. It was it was pretty funny. It was Look, pretty that was it was, it was one small thing that we're picking on because that's what we do. We like to pick on things. Yes. Um, but by and large, I don't know. I guess it was a normal NXT. I thought it was. I thought it was fine for what it was. Thought it was. Yeah. It was no, cool. I thought it, I thought it was fine. It wasn't exactly the uh, continuation of what they did at Deadline, mm -hmm. but I, I thought they had the title win. They 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 told some stories, and they gave us something to laugh about. And it kind of seemed like maybe with DiJack making the save for Wesley. Mm -hmm. They're getting to the the the, mm -hmm. the core of what his character is supposed to be. Is it possible we'll be able to like salvage the hard justice emote we have if you're a YouTube channel member or a Twitch sub? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see. What was our what was our main event? Eddie Edwards versus Delirious. No, that's not right. That's Roxanne Perez versus Mary yeah, Rose. We already talked about maps, that. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the thing that happened. So we can just go ahead and dive into oh, it. Oh, yeah. So the show opened up with Roxanne coming to the ring to drop a promo. She's basically in instantly interrupted by Grayson Waller. He's standing up in the crowd, and he's really pumping himself up. Like, hey, it's a huge deal that I'm the winner of the Iron Survivor Challenge. Um, and then Ro uh, Roxanne tells him to shut up. I actually did it first, and unlike you, I did it from the number one spot. And so there's some trash talk between the two of them. And then Braun Breaker. Yeah. 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 Comes out to the ramp, says, uh, Waller, you're wrong. Perez is the Iron Woman of NXT. She went 25 minutes and not lasted some of the best women in NXT. And no one gives a damn about what you think because Perez is a future women's champ. Mm -hmm. And uh, Waller goes, nope. By the way, Bronathan, mm -hmm. how's your jaw feeling? Says uh, Perez did win, but it's not how many minutes you were in the match, but how many falls you got. And I got two falls in my first 20 seconds at New Year's Evil. I'm going to take the title from you. I'm all about making moments. So Braun yeah. says, let's take, let's make a moment right now. He runs through the crowd. Waller runs away, and the Mandy blasts Roxanne from behind with the title. Yeah. And then at that point, uh, oh, so then we actually go backstage. Uh, uh, JD gets checked by the trainer, but JD being such a savant when it comes to diag medical diagnoses, Man. diagnoses himself. Trainer says, hey, how would you get that right? He's like, because I'm smart. And then the Creed brothers walk in, and JD's like, "Hey, uh, are your ribs fine?" And Julius is like, "Yeah, they're good to go at deadline to face Indus Share until uh, you went after my knee." And then uh, Brutus says, "Well, hey, since you tried to hurt my brother, he says tonight I'm going to hurt you." Yeah. So then we go back to the ring, and then uh, Roxanne's getting to her feet, and then she challenges Mandy to a title match. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and then we're, we're backstage. Stax attacks Wesley. They start brawling, knock over a cameraman. That brawl comes to the ring, and then we get that match. Stax mm. versus Wesley. We, uh, Lee gets to win with this crazy handspring flipping kick thing he did. Yeah, that was cool That shit. was nuts. Yeah, Wesley's awesome. Yeah, so then Dijak comes to the ringside, stands on apron, and then Tony blasts Lee from behind, hits him with an Uranagi, and he tells Dijak, I just did your job for you. I guess Dijak didn't necessarily make the save. Um, and he and Stax leave. But I remember there was something about this. I was like, oh, they're going to have Dijak actually be a vigilante. Feud with Tony as opposed to feuding with Wesley. Well, he's, he gave him the stare down. Yeah. You know, he looked like, oh, I was coming out here to face him face to face. And then Tony hit him from behind. And he's like, hey, I did this. And then he was like, okay. Um, but he did have so, that shot at uh, Dijak's that's right. uh, sunglasses of Wesley in the reflection on the sunglasses. That's right. The reflector. Reflector aviators, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Hard, hard justice. So yeah, the jury is still out on hard justice if his emote will survive into the new year. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we got to have some resolution on that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you're probably right. We need a direction. Year, we need actual direction on this New character. year is literally two weeks away. It really is. Uh, after that, we had uh, Andre Chase and Thea backstage. They come upon Duke shaking hands with Drew Gulak. Uh, Chase asked Duke, what the fuck is that? Uh, you thinking about uh, entering the transfer portal? That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And Thea's like, no, 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 he's not transferring. And Chase is like, last week, I was in the wrong. I apologize. And Duke says, uh, you know, after all the yelling last week, can you please repeat that? And Chase says, you were right. I was wrong. He says, Thea, I love your passion, but you weren't ready for Isle of Dawn. Thea's like, I tried really hard. And Chase is like, I know, but it's my job to look out for you. And Duke had your best interests in mind. And then Thea tells Duke, thanks for caring, but you can't transfer. He says, I'm not transferring. I got so much still to learn from Chase U and, uh, and maybe to learn. I'm to te- and maybe to teach. And then Chase says, uh, you're ready for your match? And Duke says, I'm going to give Damon Kemp a Chase, size, Chase U-sized ass whooping. Uh, then we were supposed to get uh, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley taking on Toxic Attraction. Caden Carter and Katana Chance were at commentary. Uh, shortly into the match, though, JC throws Ivy into Carter and Chance. Uh, toxic attraction about to get back on the ring. Carter and Chance pull them back to the floor. Huge brawl breaks out. Ivy and Tatum join in. The rest come out to break it up, and that brawl restarts uh, backstage later on. Yeah. So then we've got this like whole thread throughout the show of like this fucking bar and Fallon Henley's parents, and she's on the phone with her dad, and it's it's it. You know, honestly, dude, I don't know. I get it. It's good to get for them to get reps, but like the acting in these segments are, is so bad. It's hard to pick up if they're trying to do anything subtle here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I later on when uh, Jensen was talking with Kiana James uh, about the situation, I was like, oh, is she going to plot something? But like the acting is so wooden. It's so it's like, you know, like little theater stuff. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean to be. I mean, yeah, she is plotting something. That's that's the information she needs. She's not going right. to Fallon. She's going to Fallon's right. by the bar. Yeah, totally. Right, but like, there's no indication on no. her face or body language that that's the situation. But it's like, well, we know that's what she's after. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they're, so they're, Fallon's yeah, on the phone yeah. with her dad. Jensen asks Briggs, you know, about it's like a weird thing about the shirts fitting right. And then Briggs is asking Fallon, is everything good? She's like, uh, you know, it's going to be a bad year. He says it's going to be a bad year for the bar this year. You know, first we lost this last week. Now this is happening. And Briggs is like, hey, man, we got we got your back. You know, and she's like, yeah, my dad's looking into a few things. And Jensen's like, oh, it's 2023. It's going to be our year. You know, whatever you need. You know, we got it except yeah. for money because they don't pay us very well here at NXT. Yeah. We can't really help you with that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Jensen should start a fan time. Oh gosh, <laughs> making three hundred thousand dollars a month on fan time. I can help out your bar. There we go. Uh, so we got Carmelo and Trick backstage. Are looking at Trick's phone, and then Trick says, "You know, hey, Twitter isn't looking too good. Why are people saying that you missed on Saturday?" And Melo says, "Well, uh, they don't know what they're talking about. I didn't miss. I just didn't win." If the Iron Survivor match with 30 minutes instead of 25, I would have had it won. I'd be the one challenging Braun for the title, and I'd be the one taking them on the road to Vengeance Day in Charlotte. I'm still him. And Trick says, well, you're still him, but you're also the one being posterized by Axiom on Twitter. And uh, he turns the phone around so the camera can see it. It's, it's the shot of when Axiom was doing the moonsault off the penalty box at deadline. And he says, look at Axiom. I'm amazed. And look at you when he zooms in and there's Carmelo having like the looking just absolutely amazed that Axie was doing this. He's like shocked and amazed and in awe. Yeah. And it's just totally out of uh, out of character. Yeah. It's great. And, and Melo goes, oh, that's not a good look, man. And Trick says, yeah, but we're not going out like this. And Melo says, Trick, it's time to delete that picture because I'm going to delete <laughs> Axiom's ass. And he leaves and Trick's like, all right, it's on Twitter though. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's like, delete that picture. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, it's on Twitter, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have such good chemistry. They really do. They have such good chemistry. And I like to see Carmelo shook up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. what I like about this. So uh, after that, we had my favorite wrestler, Von Wagner. Hey, Joe, Joe Blow versus oh, uh, Odyssey Joe. That. You always got Odyssey to say Joe that. Blow versus Odyssey Jones. Uh, in the end, Jones Honestly, gets got the, the win. win because uh, we had sort of a different like. So before Von Wagner had uh, attacked Odyssey Jones on the outside during Blade in a No Face match, this time they gave the distraction. Mm -hmm. uh, so Blade hits Wagner with the kick, uh, and then Jones Odyssey Jones falls with a big fun splash to get the win here over Von Wagner. I want to, they get a, they got to solidify this faction with a cool name because they, they do really make a good, they make a good looking faction here. They man. do. They do. Uh, then we got a Javier Bernal uh, interview with McKenzie. So uh, McKenzie just tells him I'm rooting for Ikemajiro tonight. She gives him so much shit during this. Interview. Oh, I know. It's, hilarious. it's pretty great. So Javier yeah. goes, ouch, that man called me big body chicken last week, and that's not funny. And Mackenzie's laughing while he's saying that. It's kind of funny. Yeah. She says, you know, 99 times out of 100, I'm unbiased, but who doesn't love Ikamajiro? And Bernal goes, uh, me. I'm a one of one talent tonight. I'm going to prove it to all my big body bandits out there. And she's huh. like, who? He says, what? My fan base. You don't like that name. She goes, no. He goes, well, how about big body ballers? And Mackenzie says, you're anything but a baller. She says, okay, you're right. I'm man the people. How about the big body bulldogs? And Mackenzie's like, like the Georgia bulldogs? Mm -hmm. And Javier goes, yeah, 
How do you think they ran the table and became the number one team in the nation? This guy. So excuse me. I can't keep my big body believers waiting. And then light bulb goes off. Revelation. That's it. Big yeah. body believers. I'm a big body believer, man. I like Barnell. I Even after he took this L to Ikemanjiro? Uh Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I guess. I totally thought he was going to win this match, though. No, he didn't. He he lost. <laughs> he totally lost. But what was awesome after this match is how scripts come flying at the ring. That was fucking cool. Even as cool as you made it sound, because you were like, man, you got to check out how yeah, he came out of the ring. awesome. He just sort of flew up out of nowhere as Jiro was up on the top turnbuckle, like celebrating. He comes up and, and hits him with some fucking move. It, it was, was rad. It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. So he gets in the ring. And he's got his whole paper mache gimmick on. And then he lays into Jiro. And to make his outfit even worse, he takes Jiro's jacket off, hits his finisher, and puts on Jiro's jacket. And he's all prancing around in that. And I'm like, God, you already look like a mess. Like, Jiro rocks the jacket because Jiro doesn't wear anything else except for trunks. Mm -hmm. And the jacket is very clean looking. Mm -hmm. Scripps is a mess. It looks like somebody took a bunch of, like, uh, construction paper out of a kindergarten's uh, classroom and threw it at a guy. Mm -hmm. And that that's his outfit. Mm-hmm. That entrance was awesome, though. Anyways, we got a Wendy Chu, Cora Jade video package. Wendy was kind of talking about how I think it, when she was younger, she had a drink thrown on her. And so when Cora did that, it brought back those same feelings, those same emotions. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. kind of the, the gist of that. Then we got a New Day promo. They're out there celebrating their tag title win. This is Kofi's 15th tag yeah. title reign, breaking or setting well, a new record. Booker wasn't happy about that. He goes, nope, no, that's not true. I got 16. I did some research. Booker has long had heat with the New Day, and, and they let him just go off during this entire segment. It's kind of hilarious. It is. It is. Um, uh, Woods talks about how it's come full circle, circle for him because he was uh, in NXT 10 years ago, never won a belt there. Um, and now that he's finally got a championship, uh, it feels like his time there is, again, full circle. Uh, Kofi says it's time to celebrate. Hit the celebration music instead. Pretty deadly. Come to the ring, um, and New Day put him over, saying you're really good. Deadly, pretty deadly is just there because they want the rematch. And New Day says, "All right, you can have your rematch. We made some magic on Saturday, uh, but we need you to do one small thing for us." And Xavier Woods says, "We need you to recite the Pledge of Allegiance." And uh, instead, Briggs and Jensen come to the ring. They congratulate the New Day. And they say, uh, if you're giving title shots for saying the pledge, we're about that. So New Day, Briggs and Jensen all recite the Pledge of Allegiance. You got pretty deadly looking like they're trying not to throw up hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Kofi says, we'll, we'll go about seeing if we can get that match made for next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, White Brownie just pointed out here, because I know he had sent this. Oh, that's it? Oh, man, I got to get one of these. What? An Uncle Howdy replica mask. Oh, okay, I saw that too. I was about to look that up. Oh, man. We need oh. to have Uncle Howdy call into the show sometime. Um, anyways, did you finish that long ass? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I kind of did. Pledge a... of Allegiance thing? You did good. No, you did great. So this, this uh, isn't, the, this isn't the, the, the crying cowboy mask, though, is it? This is the other one. Oh, you're right. This is a mask that Uncle Howdy wears over it. It's what we had been referring to as the Uncle Harper mask. Yeah. Hmm. They don't have the the mustache and the tear. Yeah. What a drag. That is a bummer. That's what I want. You're right. Uh, anyways, uh, after that, uh, what is... I did not see this part. What? Oh, Alexa so, Lopez is getting her hair done. Yeah. 
so it's, it's there's a bunch of other women from the women's division. They're all talking about uh you know who they wanted to win the Iron Survivor Challenge match, and then Lecture says, you know, I've been saying that Indy can't win the big one. If I were in the match, I would have won it. And then Indy runs in, just drops her with a huge boot. They start brawling. Refs come in to break it up. That was pretty much oh, Okay. It. All right. I must have fast forward past this because I did see this. J.D. McDonough versus Brutus Creed. At a certain point, he gets uh, he's got the advantage. I don't know why he was going to try to get DQ'd. I don't know. He grabs either. a chair from under the ring and he's about to take a big old swing. Sangha and, and Veer just quantum leap there and he grabs it out of his hands. And then J.D. sends Brutus into the barricade and then hits a devil inside on the floor, gets another one in the ring Mm -hmm. for the win. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, and then we get a Zoe Stark interview. uh, Says basically that Nikita Lyons is crap. uh, And uh, so, yeah, and then she's talking about how TikTok dances are stupid also. Yeah, and then she says, I didn't want to wrestle Nikita, but now I do, so it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then we had a Lyra Valkyria video package. With no CG rain, then we had an Isla Dawn video package. Doing more of her magic stuff. She explained how she got stuff. the ref to throw up the, the mist stuff, though. That was cool. Oh, what is she saying? She said essentially, like, she. so there's the, the mist stuff that she spits out, but she said powder form, it's even stronger. Oh. And, and then it magic from there, you know. Oh, I got you. Okay. Uh, then we Makes had Amari. Yeah, Amari Miller versus Lyra Valkyria, where he talked about the CG rain and the clouds. Uh, Valkyria gets the win after a frog splash. She's a really good wrestler. No, she's a terrific wrestler. That that dark cloud over her needs to go though. Mm-hmm. That shit was hilarious. I'd love to hear. You gotta ask Triple H what he thinks about. Okay, that. okay. Uh, after this was actually pretty funny, and I wonder if they're if they're foreshadowing him taking that stupid mask off. Uh, but it was an Axiom interview, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm so nervous about the match with Melo coming up." He says, Mackenzie, I want you to look into my eyes. And she's like, uh, okay, I, am, am I doing that now? And he's like, as you can clearly see, when I step in the ring, I fear nobody. And after I beat Mello, I'm going to leave the ring with a with this, a huge smile on my face. See? And she's like, I, I can't see anything. So it's it's pretty funny gimmick. I wonder if they're just going to have him take that stupid mask off. I hope out, so. He really should. He's a good-looking kid, that A-kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have Kiana James. She's walking backstage. She sees Jensen, walks up to him, um, and she says to him, you know, you've been walking around like a lost dog here. Shouldn't you be happy because you're getting a title shot next week? And he says, yeah, I am, but I'm also worried about Fallon. She's got some bar problems, but I don't want to get into it. And so Kiana goes, okay, and she calls over her assistant. Her assistant hands her a box, and she hands that box to, to Jensen. And she says, it's an early Christmas gift. So he opens it, and she it's a new shirt. And mm-hmm. she says, this is a shirt that will actually fit you. If you're going to uh, try to be a challenge again, or a champion again, you should look like one. He's like, oh, thanks. I'm sorry about it early. You know, Fallon's parents are having are dealing with some financial problems. I don't know if I can help, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. And James goes, hmm, you know, you should focus on things you can control, like winning the tag titles. And in the background, uh, uh, Ivy and, and, and Tatum Paxley are arguing with Carter and Chance. And so the camera goes, you know, past Jensen and, and James back to what's going on back there. Toxic attraction comes in. Another brawl breaks out. Refs try to break it up. The, the Your line readings on all that Jensen and Keanu James stuff was better than their line readings on Oh, that. thanks, buddy. Well, I'm just illustrating how bad theirs were. <laughs> <laughs> um, after that, we had Duke Hudson versus Damon Kemp. Uh, Drew Gulak comes to ringside. Chase is like, what are you doing out here? Uh, and he's like, Duke is chase you. 
Gulak says, what does he say? He says, yeah, I couldn't he hear what something. he said. I couldn't hear what he said at all. Okay, yeah. I didn't hear either. Uh, and then Duke starts his comeback, and he hits that big running. I love when to get the Duke win. does the Hulk out. Instead of point and says you, he throws up the you. I know. I know. That's it's good clutter stuff. stuff. He's so goofy because he's so tall. I've mentioned, I mentioned this before. He wrestles to his opponent's size, so he, mm-hmm. he like has to hunch down because there's no more like 6'5 dudes in, in NXT. No. That's him and Von Wagner pretty much. Yeah, him and Von Wagner, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a video package uh, from somebody debuting at New Year's Evil. Who do you suppose this is? I don't know. I'll be honest. I missed this one as well. Oh, okay. I know it sounds like I didn't watch it. I missed, I missed two small things in this episode. Because I think I was fast forwarding to get to the main event. What was the nature of this video? It was package? it was a woman talking about. I don't really remember. There's countdown involved, and they just said <laughs> New Year's is here on January 10th, which is day of New okay. Year's. Okay. All right, right on. So White Brownie says Tiffany Stratton. That's who I thought it was, but you don't get ah. a. You know, you only get. I think you only see the the person's mouth essentially. Okay. Everybody's saying a couple people saying Stratton. Yeah, I thought oh, it might that's be cool. Tiffany Stratton. She was pretty good in the ring. Yeah, she was improving really fast. She was improving really quick. Yeah, she took to it pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, then, then we got we our main event. Our main event. Yep. Roxanne Perez versus Mandy Rose. Um, uh, finish saw Mandy looking for a double underhook. I think she does something kind of like uh, Champa's fairy tale ending. Uh, Perez counters that with a roll up, gets a two, then hits Pop Rocks to get the win. She kicked out of Mandy's finisher earlier, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's been doing that. No, man, absolutely not. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Rose looks for a double underhook. Perez counters with a roll-up, gets two, and then Perez hits a Pop Rocks to get that win mm-hmm. uh, over Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's cool, man. That's a great building piece there for NXT as your women's champion. Yep, indeed. Yeah. Let's talk Impact. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I know you're just waiting for that. I love Impact, dude. Because you love, love this it. Bully race story, don't you? <sighs> Yeah, so he finally revealed this week. Remember that that kid in the parking lot, Ace Ace Austin? I did that. Yeah, yeah, we all knew. Yeah, no, you're not saying anything that we didn't know. So yeah, Bully finally spilled the truth to to Tommy Dreamer, his best friend. Well, they're friends no more. Tommy says, "I want nothing to do with you except we're on the radio together and we have to work backstage." <laughs> yeah, we're like we're, we're around each other a lot. So like uh, we not only yeah. work together here, we do a radio show. I think daily together. So yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like inevitably when you and I turn on each other in a Action Coast wrestling. Exactly, it's gonna be like you know. Besides the five minutes we're in this ring, <laughs> during the five minutes we're in this ring, we hate each other. Yes, but you know, every day of the rest of our lives, pretty much, we got to get along. Exactly. Um. So yeah, let's see here. What else? Oh, we got new tag champions. Mm-hmm. When the Motor City Machine Guns beat uh, Heath and Rhino mm-hmm. after uh, Rhino tried to gore on uh, Saban. Saban hit him with like a sunset flip. Yeah, roll up type roll deal. Up. Yeah, type thing right there. here. We also had, I think, did they show up? We didn't do Impact last week. Mm-mm. Somebody keeps on asking. I'm finally going to get to this. Noon Mountain here in our YouTube chat is insistent that we review the 60-minute match between Josh Alexander and uh, what's this a speedball yeah or he's in, he wants to know if we did I did not watch I had, I had a chance to watch it that's an hour long that's quite a that's quite an investment of time there's only so many how many hours are there in a week what's 24, 24 times a seven? day times seven 
It's 168. 168. There you go. Well done. Um, yeah, every hour is precious. Yeah. It's all precious. Ideally, eight hours. So 56 of those hours I'm sleeping. Ideally. Yeah. Really, right, do, yeah, I, you, do, do I reach that take that, that out. Take that out of the equation. Yeah. You're left with 112 or whatever. 120-something, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, probably not. But uh, I'm sure it was a good match. Might check it out in you pieces. Know, here's or the thing. It might be worth checking out in because the we do have Friendo Awards coming up. Um, and uh, if it is deserving, it yeah. might earn itself a nomination. Here's something that, that really is worth talking about for this week's impact. Jonathan Gresham showed yeah. up Ooh. To, to confront Ed Edwards. Yeah. And it yeah. was announced that he has signed a deal with Impact yeah. Wrestling. And that's a huge get for Impact. A that's a big get. get. The one thing that you and I have said Impact needs to work on is their men's singles division. Yeah. Especially the main event kind scene of, of the men's singles division. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, like not their X division. Their X division's great. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Taurus there. Um, but uh, but yeah, for sure, like lining up competitors with Josh Alexander, what are the odds that Gresham's the guy to take that title off Josh Alexander? <sighs> I think it'd be pretty awesome if, if he were the guy. Yeah. I don't know if he will be, but I it, whenever they have their match, it's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's a match I really want to see. Not the, I mean, I'm sure Speedball versus Josh Alexander going an hour is great, but heck, I'd I'd love to watch Alexander and Gresham go 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour. Uh, Gresham versus Bailey for an hour. There we go. You know, I'll be honest. I don't need an hour long match. Pretty much anybody. I don't need it from anybody. I'm trying to think of two. If 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 uh, I don't know, Speedball, Okada and, how about and this? hour long match was pretty great, and then they went longer yeah, the I second know. time. I know, but they're literally like the best wrestlers on the planet. How about this? Leo Rush and Speedball, but they go, the it's just an hour of that shit they do where they just, you know, like as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. I'd be down for that. All right. Yeah. All right. Even that's too much. Yeah. It's a whole hour. I'd feel, I'd be like, gosh, how, how are they not getting exhausted? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I just, well, I'm, I feel like that. that just watching, you know, Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray talk for 10 minutes in the ring. I'm like, God, aren't they exhausted at this point? Yeah. Okay, fair point. Um, <laughs> let's get into it. Ed Edwards, yeah, took on Delirious uh, to open the show. Ed Edwards gets the win here. It seemed like Delirious might have a chance to win because he had a, a Cobra Clutch on. Ed Edwards rolls him up uh, to get the W afterwards. Eddie Edwards offers his hand. Delirious shakes it. And then Ed Edwards ends up kicking him. Diehard driver. Hits some ground and pound. Yuya. Runs out to try to make the save because I guess he's been tagging with Delirious. Mm, okay. Um, and then uh, Eddie fends him off, and then uh, start, it starts taking off Delirious's mask, and that's when Jonathan Gresham makes the save. Uh, yeah, that's great. Gresham's awesome. Yeah, no, that's terrific. That's, I, that's I imagine great. Impact's going to put him in a, in, a, in a really good position immediately. I would think so. Yeah, and not uh, turn him heel for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, randomly. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, Josh Alexander backstage with Scott Demore. Uh, Scott's like, uh, "Hey, man, your plan worked out last week. You're a wrestling machine." Because what happened was Josh Alexander came down and he was like, "I've got an open challenge," and he's trying to goad B- Bully Ray into accepting the open challenge. He's like, yeah. "Hey, if you know, if you lose, you still have the call your shot, but if you win, you become Impact Champion." Yeah. And then instead, uh, Bully Ray was like, "No, I don't want to do that." And then Mike Bailey, what? How did 
How did Josh Alexander's plan worked out then? Like if he had won, he'd have to wrestle Bully all over again. I was hoping you knew. <laughs> so instead of exactly wrestling sure. Bully, in which he'd really either he'd lose the title or have to do another match with him, he'd get nothing out of it. Was really. the idea I'm gonna beat you so bad, maybe you're not gonna like I'm gonna shoot break your ankle, maybe and that's so the you're, only you're gonna the only successful impl- implementation of the plan I could foresee. But instead of any of that happening, he had to wrestle for an hour uh, uh, about three weeks before he has to wrestle Bully Ray. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Having not seen the episode last week, I feel like we're missing a vital piece. I'm sure Maybe. with, with you know, he's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna see if Bully Ray will bite on my bait. He's like, I got a gun in my tights. <laughs> <That would make laughs> he's going to fuck with me. Way. He's going to threaten my wife. And that's what he was saying here. Uh, he's like, you're a wrestling machine, Scott Demore says. He's like, uh, he says, Mike Bailey and Josh is like, hey, Mike Bailey is the real deal. He says, iron sharp, sharpens iron. He says, I'm sharp for hard to kill. I'm calling out Bully this week. And Scott's like, no, he's got a match tonight. And he's going to have it without you getting involved. He's like, this is different waters than you've ever been in, Josh. You need to focus on hard to kill. And then Tommy steps in. He's like, hey, Josh, I want to apologize to you. You know, I told everyone you could trust Bully. And obviously you can't. Can you shake my hand? Josh's like, fuck you, man. No, yeah. you're probably in on this shit. And Scott tries to, you know, uh, say, nah, I've known Tommy Dreamer for a long time. He's not dishonest. He doesn't lie. Josh is like, you know, for weeks, everybody talked about trust. Is there any, has anybody thought that maybe Tommy was in on this whole thing? Ooh. That, the whole thing with Tommy and Bully and... Shit, man, is Bully Ray going to win that fucking title because Tommy Dreamer is going to actually be aligned with Bully Ray? That'd be a bummer. That'd be a very impact thing to do. But really as would. you've said in the past. Bully is there, Brock Lesnar, Steve. And it would make total sense because that it happened would. with Brock Lesnar all the time. It oh, did. Oh, God. So next we got Bully Ray versus John Schuyler. This match lasted about 30 seconds. Bully wins with a pile driver. Tommy Dreamer comes to the ring, tells uh, Bully, hey, you know, we have history. We were friends. I vouched to you for, to, for you to everyone in the locker room because I thought you would change, uh, but you're going to get your ass kicked by Josh because you haven't. He says, mm-hmm. I'm not here to fight. I'm here to tell you that our friendship is done except when we're on the radio show and we have to work here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make me look like a fool? Shame on me. I don't want anything to do with you again except when we're on the radio together or we have to work here. And so he yeah. starts to leave the ring and Bully grabs the mic and goes, walk away. You got out of the ring for a reason, so you can leave. But after 20 years of friendship, at the end of the day, what I've learned about you is that you're nothing but a jealous coward. You're a Tommy Dreamer, the heart and soul of pro wrestling, but at the end of the day, you're a nobody. He says, I was uh, uh, more of a star at ECW, WWE, and Impact all over the world. Some might say Tommy is a failure in the wrestling business. So Tommy comes back and starts getting the ring, and he has to kind of push past Bully to get in the ring. And Bully's like, what are you going to do? You're going to take a swing? Um... Uh, he says, but uh, you're not because when I got in the best shape of my life, you turned into a fat bastard. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's right. And he, then that's when a bully confesses to attacking Ace Austin in the parking garage. And he says, I knew you'd stick up for me, Tommy. I used you and got exactly what I wanted. And now look at you. You're crying like a bitch on TV. Oof, ouch. And then Tommy, uh, he says, you know what I'm going through? Uh, he says something with his mom, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he starts listing off all the damage he's done to bully through their careers. 
Mm-hmm. Like you got a scar here, there, like five different places. And Tommy's like, I got scars too on my body. And also just kind of, you know, like I think he talked about the mental health problems he had mm-hmm. for, from, oh, yeah, from his yeah. career and stuff. Um, and he said, years ago, I was the innovator of violence. And if you want to do this, let's do this right now. And Bully laughs at him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And leaves. Yeah. It's like when the major players were feuding. They're like, hey, fuck you, but we have a podcast together. I know. But this is kind of more because, like, the. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're going to be actually on the same page. But I still feel like even if they're on the same page, Josh Alexander shouldn't even break a sweat beating both these guys at the I same know. time. I know. <laughs> like hitting both an ankle locks, hitting them both with a C4 spike. Double C4 the same spike, time. same time, yeah. Stack them, hit them. I know. <laughs> Stack these fools within like within like seven minutes. To be honest with you, oh man. Anyways, after that we had the major players versus the, the decay. Earlier in the night, they show a video where the major players confront Crazy Steve. Steve is like, "Man, you guys have problems though." And, and uh, what's his face? Brian Myers is like, "The big bull guy's behind us, right?" And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and they both look, and he's like, "Boo!" <laughs> they run off. They're scared. They run off. Um, but uh, anyways. As uh, the Decay are coming out, uh, Trey Miguel blasts Crazy Steve from behind, does actually spray paints his logo. It's not like a digital version of it mm-hmm. on Steve's back. The match still goes down, though. The major players are able to pin Crazy Steve after a Samoa drop neckbreaker combo. Yeah. Uh, then we got Jordan Grace and Mickey James do the contract signing for their match at Hard to Kill. Uh, Jordan signs first, says, you know, I know what this match means to you. You know what it means to me. I'm going to say my piece in the ring. And Mickey says, oh, you're assuming that I'm not going to walk out champ, huh? Because uh, if I if I were you, I wouldn't assume that. So then Tasha Steele steps it yeah. and says, this is all a sham. Uh, Mickey, you said you'd go through every knockout during your last radio to get to this point. Must have forgotten that I beat you not once but twice. It's true. It is 100% true. So this last rodeo isn't complete till I beat you so we're going to have a match. And Mickey's like, oh, we got, what, six weeks? We got plenty of time to have a match. Uh, let's do it. And then Jordan says, no, 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 paperwork's signed. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that you make it to hard to kill, Mickey James. And so Scott Tamar's like, all right, I got a solution. Tasha and Savannah Evans, you will face Mickey James and Jordan Grace. And I believe he said, let's see if you can get along Yeah, on our way to hard to kill. Didn't quite say coexist, but no, it's sort of synonymous. Just, yeah. Can you get along? Same area. Yeah. So I like that. They're like, oh, crap. We just signed this paperwork. What happens if Tasha beats Mickey? Then the last rodeo is done. It's over yeah, with. There's no match. No match. So, you know, in order to make sure Mickey's protected for that match, Jordan Gray's going to have to carry her match. I wonder if this would be a situation where Jordan's going to be in the match and not tag out. That could be. That could be. I mean, she is still even if the in the tag match, even if Mickey James's team loses, I know it's over. It's done with. I know. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It is. Um, I know. I like this kind of book. This is, it's like actually good. It's like oh fuck, what's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Scott mm-hmm. Moore's good, man. Or Gail Kim. It might be Gail. Kim. I don't know if she maybe books women's. I don't know who does. Anyways, uh, so uh, we were backstage last week after the big Iron Man match. Speedball comes back and everybody's back there. Yay, Speedball, Speedball. There's one guy, Kenny King's like, yeah, Speedball. Yeah, oh, no, just because I can't stand this guy, everybody stand up for him, you piece of shit. And then he, uh, he ends up spitting water in Bailey's face. Mm-hmm. My God, man, he just got through the 60-minute match. 
then he spit water in his face. He spits on him. And then we get a Mike Bailey interview. He says, uh, I know what Kenny is trying. Uh, sorry. I know that Kenny is trying to get under my skin and I'll have another match with him if he wants it. He can have the match if he wants it. But if he's just trying to play games, got no time for that. I will continue my quest to be the best. Cool. Yep. Cool Mike Bailey. You got that right. Yeah. After that, we had uh, Alan Angels, or I think they're just calling him Angels at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. Versus Sammy Callahan. So I think we missed the debut of the design. It's no longer violent by design now mm-hmm. that Diener's in charge. And Diener does a lot of preening. He's just a lot of staring and and, men, and, yeah. and, and smirking yeah. into the camera while Big Con, you know, yells and stuff. And Alan Angels is co- looking cool and everything. Yeah. Uh, so Angels here, because they're in a thing with Callahan, has a match with Callahan. Sammy ends up winning this. And then he turns to Diener. Khan lays out Sammy from behind. Sammy grabs Diener by his shirt, and Khan pulls Sammy to the middle of the ring, hits a bunch of ground and pound on him, and then Diener gets into the ring, tells Khan to chill out. Sammy gets to his feet. Khan holds him up, and then Angels hits Sammy with a spin kick. So mm-hmm. this is leading to a Diener versus Sammy Callahan thing. I feel like in order to sort of prove that, you know, the the failure has been chopped out of Violent by Design, Diener's got to win this thing against he Sammy needs, Callahan. He needs a pretty significant win, you'd think. Mm-hmm. Unless they just completely the guy, bury yeah. Eric Young as a designer. I mean, they sort of, you know, did that by, you know, he designed something that ultimately just led to him actually getting stabbed. Mm-hmm. So he's not the most successful no. designer, I think, no. in the world. But no, maybe Diener can pick up the pieces. Yeah. Here. Uh, then we had Giselle Shaw and uh, uh, Jai Vidal walk up to Deanna Parazzo backstage. Mm-hmm. And so Shaw's making a pitch to Deanna. Hey, you got no tag partner. Let's get the band back together and go after the the, the <laughs> knockout tag titles. And Deanna's like, no, you were never part of the band. In fact, you were the one that broke up the band. Yeah. Um, you should be apologizing to me for ruining my best friend, Chelsea Green's career, and for everything else you've done. Mm-hmm. And then Shaw's like, listen, we both need a fresh start. Um, <laughs> like Deanna said, we've done it already. How is that a fresh start? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty funny. And that's when Shaw says, you have a rematch for the tag titles. You need a partner. Why not do it? Deonda says, fine. Fine, whatever. Uh, after that, we had a Taylor Wilde video package. She's being repackaged as a tarot card uh, mm-hmm. aficionado. Mm-hmm. Reader, I guess is a reader, isn't it? You read yeah. the tarot cards. Yeah. And she was laying them down. And I was like, whose mouth is that? Because I kept on cutting back to her mouth. Yeah. And she was like, and then it's wild, wild witch something. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, it's Taylor Wild. Yeah, and then afterwards, that's what uh, Tom Hannafin said too. Yeah, new Taylor yeah. Wild. So that makes sense. Uh, uh, then we had a uh, uh, Pinder and Joe Hendry taking on Zicky and Johnny Swinger before the mm-hmm. match. Joe Hendry has a promo says Swinger's Dungeon. Yeah. I don't know what kind of twisted things go on in Swinger's Dungeon. When I walk past, I hear a lot of slapping, screaming, and moaning. Let me tell you about Hendry's Dungeon, because in that place, you only hear one joyous sound, and that's we believe. Yeah, What they believe in is 252 pounds of pure motivation. They believe in Joe Hendry. Match is happening. Hendry's tagged out. He's on the floor. Moose tries to attack him. Yeah. And Hendry fends him off, grabs a mic, and, and just likes asking Moose, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying work. to this work is un- here. Yeah. This is unprofessional. I'm on the job. Um, and so he starts to kind of back it up up the ramp as Moose follows because he's got a chair. Yeah. He's oh, look, he's got a piece of the furniture now. Yeah. It's pretty uh, funny. Bupinder gets the win here, though. He pins Johnny Swinger after a gargoyle spear. I think they said it was 92 straight losses for for Johnny Swinger. 
Sounds about right. Yeah, he never wins. That, that makes sense. He doesn't win anything. I mean, I guess he's winning in the dungeon. Uh, after that, uh, John Schuyler, uh, fresh off his loss to Bully, is sitting next to the gut check winner, uh, Josh something or another? Yeah, I don't remember his name. Anyways, he's they're, they're you know, uh, wallowing in their, their woes. Yeah. And uh, dude tells Schuyler, he's like, you know, there's no respect around here. And he's like, you're right, man. If it was my show, a guy like you, you'd be a top guy. And he's like, you know, that's, yeah. And they call us good hands. Of course we're good hands. That's some sort of backhanded compliment. And then homie says, you know, I'd like to step in the ring with you. And Skyler's like, yeah, I agree. But not as foes as a tag team. We're a couple of good hands, right? And dude puts out his hand for a handshake. And he's like, nah, we're going to seal this with a hands shake. And I don't know what this little weird handshake is. I don't they know. Did. Did you, I don't know what that is. Okay. I have no idea. They just sort of put, it's like a little handshake. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the, the index and middle finger instead of the whole right. hand, yes. And Does thumb. anybody know what that is? I don't know what that is. Is that a thing? Uh, it must be. I got, Then we got it's a Steve a Macklin thing. promo. Tag and bagging, baby. Yeah, mayhem for all. <laughs> um, he says, I was trying to do everything by the book, and everyone getting home alive was a reward. But that's not the thing in Impact because I you, I could beat all the former champs they put in my way, but there's no reward. Maybe I need to change my tactics to get what I want. And what I want is the Impact title, and then he did what you said. Yeah, tag him, bag him. Mayhem for all. Uh, mayhem for all, yeah. Uh, then we had our main event, Motor City Machine Guns versus Heath and Rhino. Uh, of course, we talked about this already a little bit. Saban got the win here after uh, Rhino missed a gore. Basically, get like a sunset flip roll up thing, and they got the win. So yep. third time, third time for the Motor City Machine. I'm surprised guys. only three time champs. Same, I know. I'd have figured it'd been a lot more than that. Like, like six oh, or more. eleven time. You yeah, know. they've been impact. I think off and on for a long time. But I wonder if the reigns were just really long. It could be, maybe because I know Saban was world champion. Shelly yeah. wasn't. Yeah, they're probably both X division champions. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Uh, let's you want to answer here. a couple questions? Or are we going straight yeah. to the call from? No, from I got Paul? I got some questions here on the uh, on the on the Patreon here, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Recently put up a little uh, exit poll. I, I did this also on the YouTube. So if mm-hmm. you guys uh, have you know the new year is a good opportunity, to sort of sit back, look at what we did in the year, and say yep. what can we do better. Wins and learns. Uh, wins and learns. So we put up a thing. Uh, community post on the YouTube saying, "Hey, what else? What what would you want to see from us in 2023?" Mm-hmm. And then we did the same thing here on the Patreon as well. And uh, this uh, coming week on Overrun, which is our bonus episode, we're going to take a look at this and and, and talk about where we're going to go in the new year. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, "Should Mickey James win the Royal Rumble as Impact Women's Champion, only to lose her retirement match to Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania?" Um. As cool as that would be, no, that would be kind of weird also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to have someone who's still in another company win their Royal Rumble. I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. That would, make, that would make not a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, would be, that would be strange. Uh, Andy Jocelyn here on the Twitch chat with the sub says, Hey, guys, been having a rough few months, but you guys have been great. Thanks. Thank you very much. Hopefully, you're, hopefully, hopefully things you're, turn around. Yeah, exactly. In the new year. New year, new stuff. Alex Foster says, in kayfabe, why hasn't Hank Walker (laughs) 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 bought new ring gear? Well, I imagine if you're a new signee, like he is a new signee. He was security. Yeah, you're making nothing. Like he could probably 
barely scrape up enough for rent food every month. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I that being said, a, I, I would ring like gear is really expensive to get made. I would like to pull him aside and say, you know, Bully Ray still wears the same basketball shorts he bought mm-hmm. at Target. Mm-hmm. I know that because I used to have the exact same pair. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I would say to Hank Walker. Hey, dude, listen, you're wrestling in jeans and a shirt. This isn't Roadhouse. At the very least, like, look, you can watch that cheapskates, that extreme cheapskates about that wrestler. He had boots. He just taped them up. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling. The shoelaces are 99 cents. You know, like, look the part, man. Yeah. Look the part. <laughs> uh, Eagles Lair and Sean Lathrop, both with Super Chats, both their birthdays. Oh, happy birthday. Happy to both birthday. Sean wants to know who would be Dustin's final match next year. You should go back to WWE and have an, oh, a match against Cody. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, if Nikhil, not, then, then QT Marshall. Oh, God. Nikhil wants to know when Uncle Howdy. It should be Uncle Howdy. Uh, when is Roderick Strong coming back? That is a good question. I don't even know why he's not on TV. Yeah, I don't know either. Don't know. Uh, Luis Areza says, who would benefit more from having Scott Demore in their company, AEW or WWE? Oh, AEW. It's AEW. AEW. It's AEW. Ty Moore says, which NXT wrestlers do you think will make surprise appearances at the Rumble? Von Wagner, probably. Oddly, Von Wagner. Yeah. Mm. I could see maybe Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. I could see her being in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Maybe Braun Breaker. I think Braun maybe Mello. Maybe Carmelo. Maybe Mello. I think the top people there, yeah. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Maybe Zoe Stark. They seem to really be pushing the idea yeah. that she can go to main roster. Uh, Jorge here asks on Twitch, how would you react if Uncle Howdy turns out to be Roderick Strong? Oh, I'd flip my lid, man. I think yeah, it'd be great. It's like not only is Uncle Howdy a great hey, character, man. he's one of the best wrestlers, Roderick Strong. Hey, L.A. Nod, man. You're nothing but a big dork. <laughs> Uh, White Brownie says, what would you prefer to see Deanna and Chelsea as a tag team at WB or both as singles competitors? I saw Deanna was making some references to WB today on social media. Really? That's yeah. cool. Um, as a tag, yeah, fuck it. Bring Vexed. Yeah, Bring Vexed I think as a tag team would probably be, would work at first. I think that's cool. That's cool. Uh, all right, man. Uh, Paul, yeah, Paul. Paul's he's he's impatient. He's he's blowing up our Zoom chat right All now. Right. Was I supposed to ask him again? Was it an axiom question? Is that it? I feel like it was something a little weightier than that. Ask him if he's seen uh, Valkyria's. Uh, oh, okay. I'll see. If, I'll ask him if he greenlit that. Yeah, I'll ask him whatever you want him. You're a pro at this now, man. I guess so. It all depends on his demeanor. If he's in a bad mood, I'm I'm in trouble. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and zoom in. Today is not the day. I'm in a terrible fucking mood. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, My goal, d- don't interrupt me. My goal right now is to make your life a living hell. Okay. All right. I am not having any of it. Uh, this Vince stuff is uh, really, really, he's trying to stick it to us. You know, he's really trying to stick it to us. And so I have to process that by sticking it to other people, yourself included, Steve. All right. Um, would would singing some theme songs cheer you up, perchance? Nope. I go. Not gonna work this time. Wow. All right. This is my time. Stick. There you go. Um, 
Let's stick to business then. It. How about that? You want to talk SmackDown? All business all day. Yeah, let's talk about SmackDown. This all is right. going to be great. What a great episode of SmackDown. It's going to be Roman Reigns. You know who he is? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah, head of the table. Quick, what's his real name? Joe. Joe what? Joe uh, Anawai. You don't even know how to pronounce it. Roman Reigns. It's, it's N-O-A-I-S. Uh, returns to the head of the table. That's right. He's gonna kick Sammy. Here's your scoop. He's gonna kick Sammy out of the blood. Wow. You were like, you were like, oh no, they're gonna wait. They're gonna be to no man. You know what? Fat John Cena told me I need to speed things along. We're get we're doing it all tonight. Everything's happening tonight. That's what I'm doing. Everything. Guys, all you marks on these podcasts just complain and complain and complain. Oh, you not doing things fast enough. Fine, Fat John Cena. If that's what you want, I'm gonna do everything tonight. Is Cody gonna beat Roman tonight too? Yeah, man, he's coming back tonight. That's a scoop. wow. Rob Fee was right, man. That's a that's, this is a smackdown to behold. Yeah, man, Fee knows. <laughs> what else can we expect tonight? Gunther and Ricochet are going to throw down for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Gunther is basically going to destroy Ricochet. Uh, Trevor, man, he's going to be unmanned by Gunther. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's going to step on him like a piece of gum. And oh he's wow! Gonna, like bring his foot up, and he's going to be like Ricochet down there. He's going to be like stretchy and weird. All right. Um, oh, here's a quick. Can I ask you a quick question? Right no. here, right, right in the middle of this preview. Don't interrupt. When are we going to get some Uncle Howdy masks? Like real They're Uncle available Howdy right masks. now on WWE.com. Uh, I sh- I, sorry, I should specify the one that Uncle Howdy wears when he's talking with like the tear that comes down from the eye. That's not a mask. It's actually a guy we found. Oh. Yeah, that's that's a guy. Where he actually looks like that. It's not a oh. mask. All right. <laughs> no, it's horrible. He's like this weird blue guy. He's got like a weird, like he's got, you know, he's all burned and stuff. I don't know mm. what his deal was. I don't know how he ended up like that. I think somebody, uh, okay. threw, all right. well. somebody threw something on his face or it was like, you know, the Chipotle sauce they used. They threw that on his face. It's not quite like, that spicy. Oh, it's so spicy. God, it burns my tongue every time. Uh, hmm. All right. What's, what, can I ask you one more question? Oh, my God. You were just chock full of questions. Now you're trying to make my life a living hell. You turned the tables on me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, So Sasha Banks. Yeah, right, right. She, she yeah. should be making Becky Lynch money, yeah? No, not a chance. Give me a Why break. Why not? Because she walks out every time she gets an opportunity. She walks out of the company. It's like, well, uh, no, it's not every time she gets, it's like she, the ultimate warrior. No, that's not even comparable. No, it's totally comparable. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is very much so. It's not, it's not comparable. Yeah, come on. Be- listen, Becky Lynch is there day and night. Big champion of the company does whatever we ask. And she and she does, oh, I want to make the women's tag team title something better. Listen, listen, you got to you got to be there, man. You got to be there. She's there and then she's gone. Then she's there. She's gone. She'd rather do Star Wars. Fine. If you want to go live in Alderaan, go live in Alderaan. But you can't do that. You can't do that and make three million dollars a year like Becky Lynch at the same time. I don't know why not. That because it doesn't work that way. You got to be all in or you got to make, you know, uh, pennies. That's why. No, um, uh, no, uh, anyway, yeah, man. no, she'll oh. be back. She'll be back. What else on SmackDown? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, hit row legato. You know, I'm so disappointed. All these, all these returns. They've been <laughs> underwhelming. You know, can I ask you a question? Are you wrestle votes? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Listen, they made, <laughs> made a very lucrative offer. That Louis Dangor over at Give Me Sport, they made a very lucrative offer. You know, they said, hey, we got these Triple H NFTs over here. Maybe you could have dinner with us. It's not a great prize, but it's what we got. Hit Row, Legato, Del Fantasma, and the Viking Raiders are going to collide in a triple threat tag team match. Uh, 
Uh, there's one more here. Uh, Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox to fight damage control for women's tag titles. This is a this is a pretty loaded SmackDown. I scrapped that. I scrapped that because oh. Cody's coming back tonight. Oh, all right. He's gonna dethrone Roman. They're gonna kick out Sammy. It's gonna be segment A. Sammy gets kicked out. Segment B. Kevin Owens makes a save. They beat the Usos. Segment C. Cody comes out. Challenges Roman Reigns. They go 61 minutes in an Iron Man match. Iron Man plus one match. And that's how it's going to go. And Cody wins. Sudden yes, death. correct. In the, yes. in the Iron Man match. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. Yes. Gotcha. Hey, did you did you watch NXT this week? Did I watch NXT? Uh, did, no. Yeah. No, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told Sean. I was like, hey, Sean, you got this great, huge new debut. Right. Yeah. I was about to ask uh, you about that. Valkyria. Yeah, and uh, here's an idea because she's supposed to be like a moody character. You should generate some really cool looking graphics, like she's got like a rain cloud over her or something. And then you know, kind of like what we do on SmackDown. And then Sean was like, uh, "You want me to do that?" And I was like, "Yeah, go ahead and do that." I thought he knew that I wanted him to get production to do that, but Sean himself spent like all day Sunday coming up with this himself. Well, I mean, for someone who's not well versed in in graphic stuff, I mean, it's 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 admirable that he took it upon himself to try to do it. No, it's not. It's terrible. Come on, you're supposed to delegate this stuff. You're supposed to know these things. It's like he, I mean, he might have delegated to to Sean Waltman. I don't know. It's all bad. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Road. But I just it. let him. I just let him do his thing there. I'm all not right. even going to suggest anything anymore. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah it, it, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't the best. But you know, wins and learns, right? I don't even know what that means. No, it's all, all right. it's no, it's it's wins and wins. That's what you got mm. it wrong. So you're either winning or you're winning, or you're not in the game. You got to play the game. It's not about the game or how you play it, or how you play it. It's all about just winning and control and all that shit. You know, evolution. Don't try. I'm not gonna do it. All right. Miserable mood. I need to drink some water and go buy some NFTs. Goodbye. Bye, Triple H. Have a good one. So, anyways, he's grumpy. Was he grumpy today? Very grumpy, yeah. I asked him about why he didn't pay Sasha. Why he didn't what? Why he didn't pay Sasha. Why he didn't pay Sasha. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. What did he, did he say? Oh, did he say like she's not there all the time or something? That's exactly what he said. Really? Yeah. Almost oh. verbatim, Steve. It's interesting how that keeps happening where I talk about something with Triple H. I tell you what happened and you say the exact same thing he said he's like my one of my favorite wrestlers man so yeah i'm, I'm sure we're on the same page on a lot of things mm, absolutely i don't yeah. know something something weird's afoot i'll tell you what ah, weird conspiracy theories again how flat is the earth at the center it's not it's not no, flat at the center but you said it was no anyways hopefully everybody has a good weekend tomorrow yes. coming up on count out of course we've got uh wrestlers who had the best 2022 it's a fun episode, so be sure to check that out. And uh, on Sunday, we've got the Church of Friendos. It's our uh, annual Christmas party. We're going to be watching a bunch of stuff yep. uh, with uh, Alex and Kayla over there at Church of Friendos. We're going to be doing it right here at the twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Correct. Be sure to check that out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.